0: There was nothing special about the evening I'm going to share with everyone. I live in these old apartments built in the 60s, but I feel like they were built before that. I went to sleep as I normally would, and my significant other at the time slept next to me. I was closest to the wall. From where I lay in bed if I get woken up, I can look straight through my closet and into the bathroom and see the mirror in there. I was awakened, and I wasn't sure why. I scanned the room and I didn't see anything in my direct line of sight. My eyes adjusted a bit better, and that's when I looked towards the bathroom, which should have been a straight shot to the mirror. However, there was something there. In the way of the mirror, that's when it occurred to me that I was looking at a shadowy, extremely tall, basically as big and wide as the doorway it was standing in. A tall man with a heavy trench coat, heavy-duty steel-toed boots, and then a wide-brimmed hat. No other features were made out. It looked as though this man was watching us sleep. Instantly thinking it's an intruder I shook my significant other awake slowly and quietly and the best I could without making sudden or obvious movements. They saw what I was shaking them awake for immediately and squeezed my leg. I was so scared I thought surely this is where I'd die. I watched closely at this man and he didn't seem to move very much. I saw what looked like breathing movements, and just small movements in general. I texted my mom because I figured I can't make a phone call to the police. The intruder will hear me. She said I better not be playing, but that she called the cops. It felt like an eternity. We waited, keeping an eye on the figure, but again no crazy quick movements just watching us. I would squeeze my significant other's leg when I thought it would be moving. We hear a loud knocking at our door, and it was the cops at that point. My significant other leapt out of the bed and ran for the door. The cops looked around and then started questioning us. There was no figure in the doorway now. Come to find out the figure was the hat man. I only discovered this recently as I thought it was sleep paralysis or something. But watching a YouTube video about entities and ghosts, I heard someone being watched by the same shadowy figure in the same way but was definitely being watched by this entity. The internet only validated what I saw with pictures. I'm much older now, but when I was a young man in the 1960s, I was stationed at Mount Weather in Virginia. Up until the mid-70s, the base of Mount Weather wasn't very well known. I was chosen to be there because I had no near family. Actually, I had no family at all. I'd been an orphan and so I had no next of kin or parents of any kind. I think that's largely why I was picked for what happened next. One day I was going about my usual daily business, when I was told that I needed to attend an urgent and unplanned meeting. I followed the gentleman across the entire base, all the way to the other side. When I got to the meeting room, there were a bunch of generals that I didn't recognize at all. They were smiling as if they were excited to see me, They welcomed me in and offered me tea and coffee, the usual. From the get-go, I felt uncomfortable about it all. They sat me down and told me that they had an assignment for me. I needed to stand in for a guard. That was a way for his health. Seemed like kind of an odd meeting to have just asked me to do such a simple task. I agreed, but they didn't seem too pleased yet. Then they explained to me that the guard I was replacing was stationed in one of the newer underground bunkers, that had been built. I had known about them building it. I just didn't know anything about what their purpose was. That day, I learned that they had holding cells down there and that everything that happened in the bunker was top secret. Immediately, it made my hair stand on end. Nothing about it sounded right, but I had already agreed to take the job, and I'm a man of my word. They wasted no time in taking me down there, The bunker was well-lit and state-of-the-art for that era. They marched me fast through the halls I barely had time to look at anything. At one point I asked them to slow down so that I could remember how to get back when my shift was over. They informed me that when my shift was done, someone would come and get me. Again, I didn't like the way any of this was sounding. But I was already there, and I had already signed the paperwork. They put me outside this one room and instructed me to keep guard. They told me that inside was a dangerous prisoner, and that should something happen to pull the alarm that was on the wall to my left. I agreed, and they were on their way. Nothing about it seemed normal to me. But in those days, we trusted everyone that was in the military without question. So, I did just that. It was a pretty uneventful night, and when my shift was over, someone came to fetch me and told me to be ready for them at the same time the following night. Again I did as I was told, and the next night they took me back to the cell that I needed to guard. This went on for four nights. On the fifth night I was starting to get really bored of the job. Nothing happened. I had no idea who was in the cell, and I had no desire to look. There was a small window that could be opened up here inside, but I was under strict instruction not to do so. That night, though, something finally happened within the cell. Suddenly, out of nowhere, I heard a shrieking sound. It was loud enough to pierce right through the thick walls of the cell. The shriek was followed by intense banging. It sounded like something was being thrown from one side of the cell to the other, I could hear it bounce from one side of the cell to the other and off the roof of the cell even. It was insane. I waited a few minutes and it died down. With a sigh of relief, I carried on with my duty of standing guard. Then it happened again. But this time it was banging against the door of the cell, still shrieking loudly. It took me a moment. and I realized that the banging sound wasn't followed by the sound of something falling. This means whoever it was, they weren't throwing an item. They were throwing themselves around that room. It reminded me of a crazed animal that had been trapped against its will. I couldn't imagine who would have enough strength to throw themselves with that much force. So my curiosity got the better of me, and I opened the little window. I really wish I hadn't. What I saw was a creature so large. It filled almost the entire cell. It had completely white eyes and a wide snarl. Drool dripped from its open mouth as it shrieked again, rattling the small window. Not a single hair was on its body, and I could see the bones of its ribs and spine. It was clear that it hadn't eaten in a while. I slammed the window shut and hoped it would quiet down so that I didn't need to ring the alarm. Thankfully, that's exactly what happened. I spent my entire life keeping this story to myself. In those days we obeyed the rules without question, and so that's what I've done. They told me never to say anything, so I haven't. I figured that now all the men who I'd been in agreement with are likely dead, so I might be off the hook. I don't know what I saw, and I wish I hadn't seen it. Perhaps someone out there has the answers for me. One thing I can tell you, though, is that if something doesn't feel right, it's likely because it isn't. I rented a room from a very dark energy person. Lots of things were always happening. This dark energy person moved in about the same time I did. And shortly after, all the trees in the yard started to die. One by one. And there was a lot, and they were watered and treated for bugs and tended to. All different kinds, a peach tree, a huge pine tree, two junipers, an apple tree. I don't know what they all were but it's certainly something to take note of if this happens to you. Even if it's just the houseplants that die suddenly. This person started to zero in on me. I stayed in my room all the time to avoid having to deal with this person directly. Then things started to appear in my blankets, body shapes, like a head under the blankets or an arm or a leg. Things started to appear under the bed. I could hear and feel them moving around or hitting my mattress. If you really want to get freaked out, take a video of under your bed when you were having something like this happen, or an anxiety attack. Then something under the bed, we can call it the Bone Man, would come and wrestle me for my blanket or clothing in the dark, waking me up, fighting for my blankets. I never saw this entity, it was always dark. One night it was pulling on my clothing. I had to grab its bone fingers and pry them loose at least four times from my shirt. I was more asleep than awake while doing this, so I was thinking to myself the wooden buttons on my shirt were getting stuck on my wooden headboard, and I had to pry each button loose one by one. By the time I got to the fifth button, I was fully awake and realized I had a t-shirt, no buttons, and what I thought was a wooden surface catching my shirt by its buttons was actually bone fingers. This thing tried to kill me with bones three times in a span of about eight months. It would do so by shoving what felt like a chicken leg bone down my throat, blocking my airway, so I could not breathe. I don't know how I survived the final attempt. I was without oxygen for quite some time. I have no way of knowing how long, but it was a long time. I remember thinking this time I am going to die. It was horrible. As a native Floridian and avid hunter growing up, I've seen and have heard lots of things in the woods around our great state. Some things were easy to understand, and some things were just not explainable. Anyway, this is my and my mother's story. I had her proofread this before sending it to make sure I remember this correctly. It's the fall of 1976, and I was five years old. My mom and I lived in Kathleen, Florida, on the edge of the Green Swamp. Back then, it was a dirt road, and there were only a couple of houses on the road, and a relatively new trailer park at the end of the road. We had to drive a little less than half a mile back down our trail of a driveway to get to our home. It was an old wood frame home that was over 100 years old. We had an artesian well pump in the kitchen, and for the first few months, we lived there. We had to heat the water on the gas stove to have hot bath water. This was an old cracker house on blocks and had a front porch that I used to play under all the time. The roof of the porch was on a pitch and the edge was over the wooden stairs. It measured seven foot six from the ground to the roof line. So, it was nearly dusk when my mom and I were coming down the drive in her VW buzz. She had lights on high to spot any deer that might be on the property. As we rounded the curve in the driveway and the lights shined on the house... That's when we both saw it and it was big and broad and looking directly at our car. Now I'm not going to tell you it had big red eyes. The eye shine that I saw for only a split second was golden. It turned and walked down the side of the house between the cow pasture fence and the house. My mom hit the gas and went around the great oak tree that was at the corner of the porch. She got around the side of the house and we saw nothing. She grabbed a .38 revolver and jumped out of the car telling me to lock the doors. Little good that would have done looking back. So with the car off headlights shining and my mom at our fence line, she stood and stayed quiet. Our hunting dogs that were in their kennels were whimpering. They normally barked at anything when we came home. Not this night. They were scared. There's more to the story. The next day we looked for prints. The porch and the oak tree size is relevant because it's what we used to size up our guest. The creature was standing next to our porch, and his head was just under the edge of the roof, seven foot six, at the edge of the overhang. So now, being older and having a firm grasp on measurement, I'm guessing this thing was seven feet tall. It was nearly as thick or wide as the great oak tree. Based on what our landlord later told us, it was about ninety years old. We had cows and hunting dogs. We even had a calf that was about 400 pounds or so that I would hand feed and had bottle-fed, because his mother died shortly after birthing. Anyway, my mom was calling the calf to get him to come to the fence. It wouldn't come. She called again. Nothing. Silence. All of a sudden we heard the most god-awful scream from what we thought was that calf. And then, nothing. So this whole time I'm in the car... The door is locked and the windows cracked so I could hear. My mom ran back to the car. I opened her door and she backed us out of there quick and went to her girlfriend's house who lived about a half hour away. Mom was rattled. She talked the whole way. Did you see it? Yes, mama. I saw it. It was big and hairy. Did you hear the calf? She asked. Mom, I did. You think it's dead, mama? Do you smell it? She slammed on the brakes and nearly put me in the dash. You could smell it too? Yes. It stunk bad. Worse than the dogs. We got to my mom's friend's house and she got on the phone with Mr. Goldsby. He was the landlord. She nervously told him what happened. She nearly dropped the phone. He said it was a skunk ape. It's been around for years. Damn thing stinks too. The next day we went home and met with Mr. Goldsby. He came to the house to see if we could find anything. We found footprints right by the porch where it stood when we saw it. We measured them and they were just over fifteen inches long. Several tracks led to the fence. These tracks had nearly a sixty inch stride in between. Mom and Mr. Goldsby went into the cow pasture. She wouldn't let me come because there was a lot of dog fennel growing all around and some palmetto patches. They found the calf. It was dead and his neck and head had been pulled up and backward to where his spine was pulled up past his shoulders and broken. Mom said there was very blood around. My mom asked Mr. Goldsby why he didn't tell us about this before. He simply said he was so used to it, coming around and not bothering anything that he didn't think he needed to. We moved two weeks later. It was around 9pm when my sister had went outside to feed our dog when she noticed our dog was going crazy growing and barking forwards the alley. Once she turned, my sister says she saw a small creature around three feet, in height, walking upright. Its body full of spikes, and it was waddling. She said it went through the fence. Not over, not under. Through the fence. She said that it was making panting, heavy breathing noises as it was waddling away. This was over ten years ago, but I still remember hearing the dog going crazy, and my sister's scream and how shaken up she was. Wanted to get other people input about what type of creature we may have encountered? My sister still to this day says the exact same story and how much it scared her. I believe she encountered something that night. Update. She saw this creature in the alley with the dim alley lights on. It wasn't pitch black as the lights. Yes, dim, but they were still on. Also, I have brought up the porcupine theory to her and have shown her many pictures, even ones where they are standing up. She denies this is what she saw. The creature was never at any point on all fours. It walked on two legs the entire time and went through a chain-link fence like it wasn't even there. Our neighborhood has cats, skunks, raccoons, opossums, but never, ever, ever had any sightings or dogs getting quailed by porcupines. It was about 8.30 p.m. While taking out the trash at work with a co-worker or roommate, a large dog approached us. It seemed to be galloping and wasn't walking normally like an animal should. Despite the many surrounding lights, the dog appeared to be entirely black. It was silhouetted just enough that you could see its muscle definition. I could see a slight reflection in its eyes. It seemed to lack a shadow my roommate and I both expressed having different experiences and visions of the dog. When I initially saw the dog, I interacted saying, aw, dog, in excitement. For me, it proceeded to sit entirely still on the cement, staring like a statue. What I saw was a large, fluffy, black dog. Lazy ears. Similar to a Newfoundland dog, My roommate expresses seeing the dog as a large, very muscular, aggressive-looking black dog that stood rigid the entire time, staring like it wanted to attack. It was short-haired, muscled, and had pointed ears. I jokingly stated that the dog looked like a skinwalker, not really anticipating that anything would happen. Then we immediately felt a wake of dread fall over us. Something was wrong. We both saw the dog's jaw open almost as if it was about to bark. We heard a distant yet extremely clear, high-pitched come here. The dog immediately turned to take off. We turned around the corner. The creature was unreasonably far up the road for the short amount of time that it was not being observed. It was wobbling, crossing its paws, walking oddly. When it turned left around a corner, it seemed to nearly stand up on its hind paws, walking on two legs just before passing around out of sight. The rest of the night was just as interesting. We had trouble with certain objects slightly moving place, nudging a bit, settling. It quickly became more aggressive. But then, just as we were about to leave, we heard a loud and persistent knocking coming from the front of the store. We quickly went to our cars. On the drive home, I tried to blast music and ignore what I had just seen. I heard whispering coming from my back seat. I couldn't quite make out any words. It just sounded like whistling, almost. But get this. I saw a random antique clawfoot bathtub on the left side of the road, in a field. It was certainly not there the day before, or even that morning on my drive there. The kicker. I was watching the sidelines of the roads for animals, and I most certainly saw a buck. He was leaping out in front of the road, a good fifty feet ahead. I slammed on my brakes but when I got closer, it was merely a bush. Perhaps I was just paranoid, but this is all very concerning. It was later in the evening when I was driving back to my in-law's house, by myself, and was going down a dirt road. I saw something in the ditch up ahead and on the right and didn't really know what it was until I got up far enough so that my headlights could catch it. I didn't know anything about dogmen until a couple of years ago. This thing had an outline of a huge dog, but when I got closer, it turned and looked at me. I just floored it. It didn't really bother me until I noticed it looking at me and I saw that it was actually grasping what it was eating. I got back and didn't say exactly what I saw. I just asked them if there were any big dogs or wolves up where they lived. My father-in-law just laughed and said no. Then he asked why. I didn't say anything. The thing I will never forget are the reddish-orange eyes that just kept staring at me. As a witch, I have had my fair share of negative entities such as the shadow walker. You know the feeling that you get that someone or something is watching you in your room after you lay down to go to sleep, or ever see someone walk by you only for no one to be there? Most of the time, that's a shadow walker. They normally go after witches or people with high energy levels. They are similar to demons. They often watch and observe you, but like any other negative entity, they will sometimes get violent if they can't get your energy. But this is quite rare. 99% of the time the will just leave you alone for a while, then come back to observe and watch you. Sometimes when you're asleep, they will whisper or breath heavily into your ear. Pay no attention to it. They're just trying to scare you, but if they start leaving cuts and bruises, cleanse your house immediately and have protection by your bed, whether it's a cross, rune, or spell bottle. Keep it by your bed. That is all for now. Friends, may good luck and safety come to you. On Christmas, I left out a pretty bowl full of beautiful polished gates and eye of Shiva shells. Yesterday, I saw that some of the stones were on the ground but it was raining so I was unable to get a good look until this morning. I originally thought the stones had just been scattered, but they weren't. Several were laying on the ground as if someone had been looking through them one by one, setting the ones they didn't want on the ground so they could look through the bowl. I should have taken a photo, but I was excited and just went into cleanup mode and put the stones back into the bowl. I did notice that they took all but one of the Shiva shells and that one happened to get covered by a leaf. I made sure to look through the leaves that were on the ground right there, and there were no more Shiva eyes left. I also think they took some of the Agates because it looks like there were fewer. Earlier this morning, while it was still dark, I took my dog out to pee. I suddenly turned because I felt like I was being watched, and a pair of those eyes were just 20-30 feet away from me, peeking just over the top of one of the cars in the driveway. Holy shit. Y'all, I've seen their eyes so much, but never this close. They are huge. I thought it was a reflection on the roof of the car, but there were no light sources to be reflected. Then it clicked that I was seeing two round yellow eyes bobbing up and down from the other side of the car. It startled the shit out of me. I hurried my dog up to get him inside. Then I went out to the back deck to watch their next moves. I never saw them but I can feel their energy. I'm an empath or clairsentient. And once I felt it go back to the woods, I went back out the front and saw them looking for me from the trees, directly north of the cars of driveway. They were peeking around a bunch like they were trying to see me. Honestly, I just stood there for a few, watching them watch me. Dawn was breaking, so I knew they needed to go before they could be seen. As it was getting lighter, my mom called for me, so I just went ahead and left the driveway and went back into the house. Sorry for not thinking to take a photo of how they left the bowl. Someone would have probably called it fake anyways. I'm going to order more shells to repeat this experiment. I went to Joshua Tree a few days ago, in an Airbnb with three of my friends. The house was a nice size and had to be accessed by an unpaved dirt road. The closest house to us was maybe a mile away, all houses in this area have private driveways too. On one of our drives back from getting groceries, I had saw an animal run away from our headlights super fast, but I couldn't make it out. I assumed it was like a deer or something because of how big it was, but all I had seen in the desert were quails. No big animals. That night I had a dream that my friends and I were searching for something, and we were taken to a basement full of things, and there was a small house with a red door. We went inside, but I don't remember what was there. This may or may not have anything to do with my experience, but I read here that dreams do have correlation. One of the nights of our stay, we had a bonfire and did some stargazing. I had to pee at one point, so I went inside and was gone for maybe five minutes. When my friend and I came back, my two other friends weren't sitting by the fire. I just sat and waited a couple minutes for them to come back, but ended up going inside to check for them. But they weren't there. We go back out and start calling for them, and get no response instead. We hear coughing close by the right side of the house where the pool was. We immediately knew it was our friend because they had been kinda reserved. Our first instinct was to find them, and help. At some points of the trip, we had gotten concerned if they were sick or something, but they ended up feeling a lot better. We start to go looking for them by the pool, but we call again, and in response, we just hear the same exact cough, same pitch. It was the same cough, maybe four or five times. We thought our friend was throwing up, or maybe smoking. Usually when we called for them, they'd answer immediately, except for this time. There was just more coughing. The last time we called, they had finally answered and started coming around from the opposite side of the house, and the sounds of them walking and taking came from the left side side of the house just seconds after we heard the coughing on the right side, and they were completely oblivious to everything that was happening. They had no idea about the coughing and didn't even hear us calling until they got closer to the house. As soon as I realized the coughing was a lure for us, it confirmed that something had been keeping an eye on us. Based off of what I've read, I'm very sure I had a skinwalker experience. I'll answer any questions. I also need to know if I should get cleansed. Edit. This can't be chalked up to hearing things because of weed. We all have high tolerances and weed doesn't make you hear things. We were both very aware, and I was probably the most sober. It was very quiet too, we had just turned off the music because we were talking. We ended up smoking later that night, and the friend we thought we heard coughing has such a soft cough, you can barely hear it. The pitch of the coughing we heard specifically sounded like our friend, but as if something was stuck in their throat or throwing up. Added extra detail so it doesn't seem like I'm an unaware pothead. I was sleeping and kept waking up. I checked the time and it's noon and I figured I might as well sleep in a little more. I turned over a few times to look at my boyfriend, sound asleep beside me. I even kept touching my back to him to help me fall back asleep. After some more tossing and turning, I decide I might as well just get up and start my day. Carefully, I get out of bed so as not to wake him up. As soon as I open the bedroom door, there he is on our couch wrapped up in his towels fresh from the shower. I jumped a little because I was 100% sure he had been laying in bed next to me the whole time. I ask him, When did you get up? And he says noon. I wrote it off as maybe I was too tired and imagined him, or maybe he had the time wrong for when he got up. But I remember looking at his sleeping face and touching our backs together. I haven't mentioned anything to him or anyone else, but I can't stop thinking about it. I live in Eastern Europe, and I need help to idea a phenomenon that happened to me back when I was twelve. It was spring, and I was visiting my grandparents like every other weekend when I decided I wanted to light some firecrackers near the woods and the creek nearby. When I went there, after the first one, I felt watched, and all sounds except my thoughts became silent. No birds, no insects, only me. I continue, but that feeling never went away. I eventually started slowly backtracking to the trail, and when I felt that the thing wasn't seeing me well behind the plant life and trees, I sprinted to my grandparents' house. Before you rule out the story and say that it was bear or something like that, you need to know that there weren't even deer where I lived. The biggest predator up out there to my knowledge was or is a fox, and I know that because me and my dad hunt in that area. I grew up in a small western Massachusetts town, Adams, below the Berkshires. It was July 4, 2017. I worked in a cafe in town and had to work during the holiday. My shift ended around 5 o'clock and I had plans to go to the Bellevue Cemetery with friends for some peace and quiet. I was tired of all the noise from the day and wasn't interested in fireworks that night. I met up with everyone outside my house and we picked up some fast food before leaving. There are about five of us and we all started walking down to the cemetery eating and chatting as we made our way to the cemetery. The cemetery wasn't huge but it was big enough that we could find a quiet place to sit and hang out for a bit. After we got there we were all settled under a tree. I relaxed and just listened while everyone else was talking. I was still reeling from work and how busy the day was for me. That's when I noticed something moving in the distance behind a few mausoleums. It was dark and I could only make out a shadow. I couldn't tell what I was looking at and figured an animal had come down from the mountain and wandered into town after smelling all the barbecuing. Then I saw whatever it was sprint from behind one mausoleum to the next. It was way too big to be a wolf or a mountain lion, but too fast to be anything large like a bear. It startled me for a minute. I couldn't imagine any animal I could think of being out in the light of day like this. It made me nervous. My friends noticed a change in the look on my face and asked me what was wrong. I didn't want to say I saw a big scary shadow running around the cemetery. I thought they'd make fun of me so I just shrugged it off and said it was nothing. But I couldn't stop thinking about what I had seen. Right then I saw the figure again. It sprinted back further into the cemetery, this time behind gravestones and then behind a tree. My curiosity got the best of me at this point, and I played it off like I needed to walk. I headed off in the direction of the shadow when I saw it take off again. I noticed it had an unbelievably large head. I couldn't tell how tall it was, but I knew it was bigger than any of us, and the quick glance that I got at it reminded me of a man completely covered in hair. I just thought that my mind was playing tricks on me, but I was still curious. I approached the mausoleum that it had been hiding behind. I looked down to be sure not to trip and froze. There in the dirt was an enormous footprint the size of my forearm and complete with claws right there in the soil. I started to panic, a little puzzled by something I didn't yet understand. I had never heard of a creature with a footprint so big in my whole life. I proceeded with caution towards the tree that it had ducked behind. I just needed to know if I was crazy or if we were actually in danger. I got to the tree and found nothing behind it. No one was crouching or hiding from us. That's when a cluster of leaves fell from the tree above and hit me on their way down. I heard a loud rustling too. There was no breeze. I slowly lifted my head to look up. They are glaring down at me was a hideous dog creature with eyes shaped like a human but amber, colored and terrifyingly piercing. This dog creature was as long as the branch it was laying on as it slowly growled at me. I ran back to my friends and told them we had to go immediately. They protested at first, but then one of them caught a glimpse of the creature jumping down from the tree. She didn't get a good look at it, only a shadow, and all she could tell was that it was huge. We all grabbed our things and made our way out of the cemetery. The friend that had seen the shadow asked me what it was. I played it off saying I didn't see the shadow, only signs of a coyote circling around, and felt scared. I didn't describe the dog creature or acknowledge it. I no longer live in the area and haven't heard of any encounters with the dog creature since my encounter. Maybe it went into the mountains and stayed there. A couple, Marcos and Sonia Rivera, involved in previous encounters, were standing on their balcony in their residence, located on a hill when at one point they noticed something strange and large flying over the area. Using a pair of binoculars, both were stunned to see that they were looking at gigantic winged human-like figures, at least 25 feet in height. There were two figures, and both appeared to be playing in midair, performing circling maneuvers. At first they were together. One of them was white in color and the other one dark and both had large white eagle-like wings. It suddenly started to rain and both flew towards the northeast disappearing from sight.